Welcome to the Texas Values Report. This is Jonathan Sines, President of Texas Values. Great to be with you on another glorious weekend in the state of Texas. You know, on this show, we talk about the issues of faith, family, and freedom. That's the work we do, and it's focused on what happens in the state of Texas. But there's no question that what Texas does impacts the rest of the country, if not the world. And also we know that a lot of times what happens in other parts of the country in the United States can have an impact on Texas. So while our work is focused on what happens at the state level, you'll see us interact on issues that happen at the federal level with our elected officials. And look, there's a whole lot of that going on this week. Uh, There's no doubt about that. We're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about the confirmation hearings, the committee hearings, all of the kind of goings on, if you will, related to Judge Brett Kavanaugh's nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court. That's been getting a ton of attention this week. We had a great victory on a church issue here in the Austin area. I'm going to touch up on that. But we're going to go straight into our guest today who's going to talk a little bit about the Kavanaugh hearings, some things that are going on that can impact Texas, and really what the latest is on the fronts of faith, family, and freedom. So we're excited to welcome back to the Texas Values Report the president of Family Research Council, Tony Perkins. Tony, welcome back to the show. Hey, Jonathan, great to be with you. Well, thank you for coming on. You know, you've been on our show before. You have a daily radio show, which I'm sure is a lot of fun. I've been really excited to be a guest from time to time. And so there's no question when it comes to faith, family, and freedom, you and your organization are right on top of this. Tony Perkins has been the fourth and the longest serving president of Family Research Council since August of 2003. He's a former legislator from the state of Louisiana. He's also served honorably in our military as a Marine and done all kinds of fantastic things as it relates to policy and legal issues on faith, family, and freedom. I tell people a lot of times, Tony, that um, we're kind of a state version of Family Research Council. We don't quite have our building yet, but you know, we'd like to get there someday. And look, I was just there a week ago with your organizations. Um, we're going to talk about Kavanaugh in a minute, uh, but you, y'all just wrapped up uh, one of your probably most active events, if not the biggest event that you have, the Value Voter Summit in Washington, D.C., which I was a part of. So tell us, our listeners a little bit we, about that event and the highlights. We did, and it was good to see you there, and, and we are grateful for uh, just, we've got, uh, you know, uh, teams across the country that are fighting for faith, family, and freedom. And as you said, Jonathan, what you do in, in Texas each and every day, it's what we do nationally, but uh, it's it's the team effort that uh, enables us to advance the ball. And, and about 13 years ago, we conceived of an idea of, uh, let's bring all those folks together for one big, really, rally, where we uh, we encourage one another, but we find out what's happening. We get the latest tools and how to affect the change that we need in our country, state by state community by community. And so we, we started the Values Voter Summit, and it has now become the largest gathering of uh, social conservatives and uh, foreign policy conservatives, fiscal conservatives. We have a great time. Uh, we had the vice president uh, was there, secretary of state was there. We had Dr. Ben Carson. Uh, we had the ambassador for international religious freedom, Sam Brownback. Uh, we just had a host of folks there, and it was just a great uh, event. And look, I, I will say, as I said this, on, I've said this in several interviews since. You know, the media wants to say that uh, as we're going into this fall's election, that uh, conservatives are disengaged, they're not happy, they're they're walking away. Uh, it's going to be a blue wave. Look, 
there's no question that there is some discouragement with uh, with Congress not moving as fast as the president has on so many policy issues. Uh, but I tell you, you saw it. The excitement there at the Values Voter Summit was intense. I think uh, our folks understand what's at stake in this midterm election, and I think they're going to show up and they're going to speak up at the polls. Well, look, there there is a lot of interest, there's a lot of enthusiasm, but there is some, to your point, you know, sometimes people will see certain things, they'll, they'll be discouraged by them. But, you know, I will, you may have seen this, uh, and I believe y'all put something out about this, just a week or so ago, there was a Texas Senate seat that has been a stronghold for Democrats that flipped to Republicans and the candidate that won Pete Flores, very strong social conservative. And so, you know, look, it's Texas, but that seat, that district was, has been blue, if you will, has been, you know, by a liberal um, Democrat that was running that had been in Congress before was on the other side of the ballot. And so unexpected. So look, I mean, you know, we know, I say this all the time, government belongs to those who show up. I didn't write that phrase. Somebody smarter than me did, but it continues to ring true. The event that you had is extraordinary. We were up there for about three or four days. I was up there for a couple of days. Nicole Hudgens was there uh, a, a little bit longer than I was who was um, who I know had been an intern for Family Research Council before. So l- lovely and glad to continue that connection and relationship. You had some great speakers. I mean, you mentioned that the vice president. You had uh, Ben Carson, who's now serving in the Trump administration. You got Dean Kane, who's a part of this movie, Gosnell, that's going to be aired and viewed here in the Austin area next week. So just tremendous stuff. And there was one particular individual, uh, Congresswoman Michelle Bachman, that I want to bring people's attention to that was one of your speakers because she is going to be the keynote speaker for the Texas Values Gala on November 17th in Dallas. And she recently became a board member of Family Research Council. Is that right? She is, she is a member of our board. She's um, actually been serving for, I think, a little over a year. And I, I go back uh, with Michelle to when she was in the state Senate in uh, Minnesota. Just a, a great fighter for faith, family, and freedom. So I, I can't think of a, uh, a better speaker to have at your event because she is just dynam- dynamic and uh, she, she stays plugged in. She knows what's going on. She, in fact, this week she was at the, uh, the U.N., uh, for the General Assembly, and, and she's just uh, she's a great ally. Well, we're excited about that. You know, and we're talking with Tony Perkins, the president of Family Research Council. Okay, so I'm trying to get people to hang on for a few minutes uh, to let them hear about that information. But I know a lot of people want to hear about your thoughts and views on the issue of Judge Brett Kavanaugh, the his nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court, the confirmation hearings that have been taking place. They took place this week, but they also were a week or so ago, uh, the first week of September. There's been a lot of allegations, a whole lot of things to kind of unpack here. But the you know the the hearing recently where you had uh, Dr. Ford who was there who's made allegations against. Uh, Judge Brett Brett Kavanaugh. And then for him to be in the same hearing later that day, quite extraordinary. Two members of the Senate Judiciary Committee are from Texas, Senator John Cornyn and Senator Ted Cruz. So Texas got a lot of attention on this issue. But Tony, tell us your thoughts on how that, that hearing played out and what you think are the chances for Brett Kavanaugh of getting confirmed to the U.S. Supreme Court. Well, I'll start with the latter first. I, I believe he will be seated on the uh, the court. I was uh, this past weekend. I uh, I spent uh, a fair amount of time talking with uh, Senator Mitch McConnell, the Majority Leader. This is the legacy of this Republican Senate. They have methodically, under his leadership, gone 
forward in putting a record number of uh, justices at the circuit court level onto the courts as well as the lower courts. And, uh, of course, uh, we're looking at two Supreme Court justices. And this is generational. And I think what we saw on display this week tells us, should should tell us, and, and I don't think everybody necessarily gets this, why this was so intense. And people say, oh, look, we're a divided nation. Well, we're a divided nation because of the court. The left has used the court as its means of imposing its unacceptable policy initiatives on the nation. What do I mean by that? Well, let's go back 45 years to abortion, uh, or let's go back 50 uh, years, 56 years, to taking Bible out of our schools, taking prayer out of our schools. Those weren't decided by legislative bodies. Abortion wasn't decided by a legislative body. Uh, the redefinition of marriage wasn't decided by a legislative body. And in our republic, the legislature is where consensus is arrived at, which keeps us as a nation kind of moving in the same direction. Yeah, we don't get all that we want, but we work out over time a workable situation. But when the court comes in and imposes something on the nation that the nation rejects, it causes division. And the left, Nancy Pelosi's actually admitted this. She admitted this after uh, the same-sex marriage case. Uh, she acknowledged that we, well, we couldn't do this through the legislature. We needed the court to do it. And that's what they've done. And so the left is desperate, absolutely desperate, to keep control of the court. The last thing they want are justices on the court that will actually abide by the Constitution and allow the legislative branch and the people to decide the course of this nation, because time and time again, the majority of the people have rejected their radical view, whether it's life, whether it's marriage, whether it's open borders, whatever it is, the left has consistently been rejected by the American people. They have to have the courts. They have no other means to impose their policies on America. Well, we're talking with Tony Perkins, president of Family Research Council, talking about the confirmation hearings and a lot of the discussion regarding the nomination to the U.S. Supreme Court for Judge Brett Kavanaugh. And so you talk about this issue being political and, and about being desperate or any means. It seems like some Democrats, uh, particularly Senator Feinstein, the, the ranking member, as she's been called and is for the Senate Judiciary Committee, just under the chairman, uh, Chuck Grassley, about any means necessary, if you will, or, or whatever means for a political end. And she got a lot of criticism, uh, Senator Feinstein, a Democrat from California, because uh, here's what we were told, is that Dr. Ford, the woman who's brought forth these allegations against Brett Kavanaugh, gave this information to Diane Feinstein's office. She had it since July 30th and did not share it, not only with the public, it wasn't so much about that, she didn't share it with any of the committee members. She didn't share it with the chairman if it was such an important issue. She didn't turn it over to the FBI. Here they are asking for an FBI report. She didn't um, ask the FBI to get involved in that point, sat on it, if you will, did not disclose it even privately, which they admitted they would have taken it privately um, until right before the vote on Judge Kavanaugh, which caused a huge disruption, if that's not even you know a strong enough word. You saw Cruz jump in on this, John Cornyn, and then Lindsey Graham, 
Goodness gracious, I mean, he certainly was very concerned, and rightly so. I mean, he essentially said that Judge Kavanaugh and Dr. Ford were, were both victims, I mean, really of this political process, and, and a lot of, in a lot of ways, her being used as a pawn, Dr. Ford, for the political means of the Democrats who had every intention of finding every way to block it. And Judge Kavanaugh said, this, was not, this is not advice and consent. This has been search and destroy. And so really just riveting set of hearings on Thursday that I think a lot of people are getting the idea, you know, that this it's clear that you had two different views of a story. The only one that had corroborating evidence was Judge Kavanaugh, who the three people that Dr. Ford said were a part of, you know, corroborating or a part of this event, they have refuted her account of the of what happened that day. So I think it leaves a lot of people to think, you know what, this is just politics as usual. It is, and I think that, um, again, what this is showing is that the left has to have the court uh, to impose their policies uh, on the nation. And, and I think you're right. I think Lindsey Graham pointed to this uh, very passionately. I had him on my uh, program earlier in the week. And, and he is, uh, you know, he, he, generally speaking, he's one of the kind of, I would say, in the middle kind of, I wouldn't say he's left of center, but he's right in the center. And he has a lot of relationship with Democratic members. But he called them to account for what they uh, did really deceptively. And I think some of the, the one of the best statements made yesterday or made this week by Kavanaugh in his comments, uh, his opening statements before the committee on Thursday was, he said, this committee has sown to the wind. And he said, I fear that in the future, the nation will reap the whirlwind. And I think he's absolutely right. They have politicized this process beyond recognition, desperate to keep control of the courts. And and I think it's incumbent upon uh, conservative-minded voters who have supported this president and agree with what he has been pushing forward, whether it's on immigration policy, whether it's on tax policy, whether it's on our military policy, whether it's on religious freedom domestically, that, look, this midterm election is really about whether or not we continue that process of restoring and rebuilding the nation undoing the, uh, the the heinous policies of Barack Obama that robbed us of our freedoms. That's what's at stake at this in this election, and people need to know that, and they need to vote accordingly. Well, there's no doubt the elections coming up across the country are very important. So, you know, look, I, and I'm just putting up on our Facebook screen a the face the excuse me the Family Research Council site, so people can know where they can go to frc.org. They can go to Family Research Council's Facebook page to learn more about the great work that Tony Perkins and his team are doing. And there's no question, a lot of this certainly feels related to the election. I think Democrats, particularly Senator Feinstein, thinking if, if she can just you know get people to hold off um, a, a couple of weeks or so, that this thing get gets pushed till after the elections. And so I, I don't see the chance of that happening at this point, even though that may be the goal of her and others. But to your point, there is a lot on the ballot. <coughs> Excuse me. And in 2016, I think people understood that, that there was a lot on the ballot, that what was on the ballot was the type of judges that would be put on the U.S. Supreme Court. I just want to back up for a second so our listeners know. Here's what we know, that Brett Kavanaugh, Judge Kavanaugh, has gone through six FBI investigations as a part of his over 20-year span of being in public service and in government. That includes a position at the White House and the D.C. Circuit. And so he, he's he been vetted 
vetted time and time again. And the FBI, some people were saying, oh, why don't they just have an FBI investigation? It was made very clear that the FBI investigation was really just finding out what he said and what she said. They don't make any conclusions, as it's probably become famous now, if you will, Vice President Biden, uh, you know, a decade or so ago during Clarence Thomas hearing saying that the FBI investigations are not conclusive. They should not be considered in these type of issues. So, you know, you've got Democrats and Republicans feeling the same way. But it's, you know, we're going to have a vote. So let's just cut to the chase on this, if you will, uh, Tony. And if you can, if you uh, give us whatever information you think, what you think is how things are going to turn out as far as I know you said you think he's going to get confirmed. Do you think we're going to get a few Democrats? I mean, I think it's we should have all Republicans. I'm hearing some reports that there might be a Democrat or two that are going to are going to side with Republicans. What do you think? I think it's possible in some of these uh, hotly contested uh, Senate elections where, um, I mean, actually right now what we see in several states are very, very close Senate races where you have incumbent Democrats being challenged by Republicans. I think it's going to factor in 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 a couple of those races. I think that um, you will see the Republicans sticking together on this. Mitch McConnell's been working this very, very hard. In fact, I think the the reason that we had uh, these hearings this week uh, was to appease some of the, uh, the, the some of the unconvinced i would say wobbly need republicans who you know wanted to uh, you know accommodate uh, which you know in the end maybe it was the right thing to do i'm i'm not sure i think that uh, going forward there's less question in people's minds i think that uh, brett kavanaugh was very convincing in, in his presentation, I think Dr. Ford was uh, uh, seemed to be very um, reasonable and and believable, and I, I, I doubt I, I have no doubt that she experienced something. But when you look at the fact that, as you pointed out, Brett Kavanaugh has gone through all of these uh, six FBI background investigations, served uh, President George W. Bush at his right hand, been on the court for 12 years, nothing else in his background made sense, according to these allegations, or, or, or meshed with the allegations. And so we don't know anything about Dr. Ford. She just appeared on the scene all of a sudden. You know, we... We, we empathize with her. We see what she's gone through. But it just doesn't add up. And so I think in the end we have to make a decision. The senators have to make a decision based on what they know. And that's why I believe uh, Brett Kavanaugh will be seated on the court because what we know is he is a competent jurist. Um, and there's no evidence to suggest suggests that um, he has assaulted or abused women. We're talking with Tony Perkins, the president of Family Research Council. And Tony, you're right. You know, Ted Cruz, Senator Ted Cruz, um, who's we know how he's going to vote. I mean, uh, he's a member of the committee. He's a member of the Senate, obviously. So he'll have two votes, if you will, on this on Judge Brett Kavanaugh. We know where he is on this issue, but he touched on that to your point about Judge uh, Kavanaugh's background. And also he mentioned the point, I believe this is how he phrased it, the reasonable fact finder, if you will. You've got one person who has allegations and the burden of proof really is on her, if you will, but but her um, facts are, are, are not corroborated by anyone else. If anything, as Senator Cruz said, they've been refuted. The three other people she said were at the event that knew about it have said that they don't have any recollection of that happening. They don't even have a recollection of that event taking place. And you saw Judge Brett Kavanaugh there talking about all these details during that time period. We went through this, you know, kind of interesting part of the hearing where they talked about his calendar and his yearbook and all this. He knew a whole lot of details.
emails during that time period, not just about um, uh, as it related to the allegations. She didn't seem to know a whole lot other than what she felt like happened to her and who it was. And so, but yes, I think it's a good point to say, you know, look, the hearing took place. There was value to it, whether or not, you know, um, you know, it, 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 how it impacted the, the timing and so on. But there was value to hearing her speak. She got a chance to be heard and you got a he- chance to hear Judge Brett Kavanaugh respond to that. You also got a chance to see that, you know, it was questionable about whether or not she had a real handle on uh, many facts that seemed to be relevant to this issue. But that's where we are. And, and here's what we know now is that there's going to be a vote, a very important vote. And we know that time was allowed for all the evidence to come forward, if you will, um, and for people to be heard on both sides. And now you get to decide what to do. And and the focus should also be on his qualifications. And they really haven't been focused because, to your point, he's qualified. Yale Law graduate, served on the D.C. Circuit, considered one of the most you know important uh, court of appeals, federal court of appeals, and then almost just under the U.S. Supreme Court. It's right there in the same area. And so that's not really been the issue. And so, but the, but the last thing I want to say is the last, you know, we don't want qualified judges like him to be discouraged because they feel like their life is going to get ruined. Now, look, his life is not over, but it certainly has been altered, as he said. I think that was the word that he used during the hearing, because people are going to think this, even though a lot of people will be left with thinking, okay, maybe it wasn't true. Maybe something happened to Dr. Ford, but it it appears that it, it wasn't Judge Kavanaugh that did it. There'll still be some of those questions moving forward, but I think he showed the type of, uh, you know, the way he handled it was matched up to the importance and what's valuable about a U.S. Supreme Court. And I think that's what we can be left with. We'll see how the vote takes place. You know, but to your point, too, there's other elections that are taking place. November 6th is Election Day in the state of Texas. You know, I know your organization is going to continue to get the word out. I think you're having some events across the state of Texas to help encourage people to go to the ballot, even though there's other states that people people might consider battleground states or whatever. Look, Ted Cruz is on the ballot, speaking of U.S. senators that are voting on this issue. And, you know, he does have a very serious challenge. And, you know, I think he's going to win that election. But, you know, you never you can't take anything for granted. Yeah, you, you can't. And, and you, sh- you shouldn't take any election for granted. But we're repeatedly we're hearing with every election, this is the most important election, uh, you know, of our lifetime. And the reality is, Jonathan, that, yes, every election, and I think every election going forward is going to be the most important election in our history because we're a a divided nation and there are those that want to control the levers of government so that they can impose you know views on uh, on others you know we we want to allow people to live freely and 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 operate according to the constant the rights and freedoms in the constitution if we want those views represented in government we have to put people in government who who understand that and who abide by that and so we have to be engaged, and, and Texas is a, you know, we didn't think Texas was going to be a, a major factor in this midterm election, but it's turned out that it is. And so we're going to be down in Texas uh, at the end of October with our values bus, uh, which is crisscrossing the country. In fact, we've got a couple of buses that are uh, one just out in California, because who knew that California could be the deciding factor for control of the House of Representatives, but it could. Uh, so, in fact, if people would like to... Uh, participate in those events they can uh, go to the valuesbustour.com valuesbustour.com and check out the uh, the events that'll be taking place uh, in Texas the latter part of uh, October 
Well, definitely, and I'm looking forward to be a part of that. Um, you know, Randy from your staff has, has reached out to me, and I'm doing everything I can to be a part of a couple of those stops because it's always exciting to be around other folks in your team. We just draw a lot of energy from from each other. We get you know motivated. We get backed up, and we just get excited. You know, and, and that's how I get. I'm excited that you came on the show. We kept Tony Perkins on a little bit longer than maybe um, he might have thought. So I apologize, Tony. Thank you for being gracious to stay on a little bit longer because it's been a great segment. We've kept you almost for the whole segment of our 30 minute radio show, but it's been valuable because of so much of what's happening that's very important coming up with the election in November 6. But what's happening now in Washington D.C absolutely could impact the state of Texas and vice versa. Tony Perkins, president of Family Research Council, thank you so much for being our guest today on the Texas Values Report. Jonathan, always great to be with you. Keep up the great work you're doing in Texas. All right. Well, good stuff. Gosh, what a joy to have Tony on for him to take so much of his time. We're going to continue praying for him. I want y'all to I want to ask y'all to pray for them, too. I mean, they are right in the middle of so many important issues, so many important battles. You know, they had the vice president over at their event at Value Voter Summit. They continue to get a lot more attention. And because of that, some people give them a lot more criticism. And so but that just kind of goes with the nature of some of our work. You know, I experienced some of that myself, but not to the degree that Tony does. And so you know, I, um, this is part of the reason we do this show, is to have people like Tony on, to get insight from what they're dealing with, for people to realize the impact of the work that we do, to have great relationships with organizations like Tony Perkins's organization, Family Research Council, are such a joy. So we'll continue to keep them in prayer and continue to try to do the work that we do. You know, as I mentioned, I was just up there last week and really enjoyed the time with the staff. I got to say hello to Tony briefly. I mentioned our keynote speaker for our gala, November 17th, is going to be Michelle Bachman. She's a former member of Congress, also a presidential candidate. She's um, one of the only women that's won a presidential contest, if you will, in, in history, or the first one, I believe, and so very exciting to have her uh, as a Republican, very uh, excited to have her as the keynote speaker for our Texas Values Gala, Gala which is in the Dallas-Fort Worth area on November 17th. I got to slow down. Sorry. I'm running out of time, but I get excited when people like Tony Perkins get on the show. And I know we got a lot of great stuff to cover, but Michelle Bachman was a speaker at Value Voter Summit. That's the connection I was trying to make. She's been a board member, as Tony was saying, for about a year of Family Research Council. And so we're excited to have her as our keynote speaker. Go to txvalues.org if you want to get tickets. We put an email out a couple of days ago. We're already seeing ticket sales uh, increase. This event is going to sell out, okay? Look, let me tell you something. Every event that we've had has sold out. We had a policy conference last week, uh, I mean last month, or excuse me, um, uh, at the beginning of September, it sold out. Every one of our galas have sold out. Do not wait. TXValues.org. Get your tickets today for our gala in the Dallas-Fort Worth area November 17th. That's it. I'm out of time. All right? We had to rush through this thing because of so many things happening. And a great segment with Tony Perkins. Listen to us next week on the Texas Values Report. <laughs>